Welcome to the Axe Church Podcast. Glad you're with us today. This is Hunter Croft. I am the worship lead and media guy here at Axe Church in Camas, Washington. Today we have Sherry Ware and Jennifer McKeever. They are both deacons at our church and they are very involved in a lot of the um, day-to-day things that happen in our church. Very um, committed volunteers and we're glad to have them a part of our church and we're glad to hear from them today. Today they're talking about perseverance and patience um, through trials and difficult times of life. And so um, I'm really looking forward to hearing what they had to say, and I hope you are as well. Now let's hear from Jen and Sherry. Hey, Jen. Hey, girl, what's up? Not too much. Not too much. It's a beautiful, beautiful day today, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Did you get to go outside in it at all? Uh, no. Unfortunately. Well, if you can't go in from the car to Costco, that's about... I probably wouldn't count that, but... <laughs> No. Yeah, mild day. Uh, what we're approaching the mid-level mark here in the winter, and um, and it's I almost got up to like low sixties maybe, and sun was shining, and mm-hmm. that seems uh, kind of abnormal from what I've experienced so far here. Well, I've lived here my whole life, so I can say that some years you have a mild February, and others we are still playing in snow or freezing rain or you know other. Yeah, exciting weather. My my daughter phoned me from Texas last night to let me listen in on the thunderstorm and told me they had been out in the hot tub. So that's the difference between here and Texas, I guess. So what is your favorite? What is your favorite season of the year? Here? Yeah. Uh, Probably. Well, I mean, mean, it depends. I've been different places and different seasons. So I'd say here, I like fall and spring. So yeah. I think I, I'm not a big spring fan. I have allergies, so oh. that's kind of a, you know torture time. Yeah, I mean it can be. I grew up same thing, seasonal allergies. So when people start mowing the lawns, is when yeah. I get a little. <coughs> yeah, I, I used to say fall, but then I realized that. Well, and I guess you know what you just said about here. You know, depending on where you are, um, early fall in Texas is just brutal. So I think I, it helped me not like fall as much. Mm-hmm. But I, 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 I do like from November, end of October, November through December. Is that a season? Mm, I think it's like, I think you're basing it on holidays, right, maybe. Right, 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 right. <laughs> so so if, if breakfast and lunch is brunch, then what is October through December? I don't know. I, the holidays. That's, okay. that, that's, like, that's all I can think of is yes. that would be the time right. where we're right. gearing in, maybe more adjusted to school, just getting back in session yeah. by October. Yeah. As it's, a, it's probably the holidays. Probably. I, I like the holidays. So it's probably the holidays. And so then what is, what, what's your, what's the season you dislike the most? Uh, probably winter. Winter. Yeah. I mean, I, I like the snow, but we don't get a lot of snow here. So, and then about after the second day of snow, not being able to get out of your house, then I'm over it. But I really do like just seeing that blanket of fresh snow on everything. It just makes what normally is kind of an ugly season here. But you don't like winter in general? No, not really. It's too cold, normally wet or freezing. Mainly like the freezing rain, like the ice. That's kind of thing I don't don't, like, I I guess. I don't mind, again, December and January. (laughs) December. I don't, I don't mind it. And, I, and as a matter of fact, if it doesn't kind of snow and you get cold and you can't, if you can't you know, turn on the fire and all that kind of stuff, it doesn't feel like Christmas to me. So yeah, I, I like, and the kids and they're, you know, I don't know. Mine would probably just be summer. And again, just living in the South and living in Texas and it's just so hot. And, and then you're sitting around in air conditioners all the time and mm-hmm. you know, freezing to death and you go outside and you have heat stroke. And so probably summer. But how is summer. how is Texas summer different from here? Do you think like for you has that changed uh, at all, or is it still uh, really don't like summer? No, I I think summer here is pretty funny. I, I I like seeing all those very 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 white people in their <laughs> bathing suits and swimming trunks going down to Lacamas Lake. Mm-hmm. It was the most hysterical thing I've seen in a while. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I don't. Um, yeah, I'm not. Just summer just doesn't do it for me. Again, probably because of allergies and stuff. But I, I don't. I'm not a big fan of summer. Yeah. Not a beach. I, don't I a used beach to person. be. Like when I was a kid, I yeah. loved summer because it meant you were out of school and yeah. got to be home. But now as a parent. And you got to slather on <laughs> sunscreen and, you know. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. It probably would help if I was more of a nature person. I would probably like summer, but. Yeah, I think that's the big difference between you and I. I'm definitely a nature girl, and you, your nature is five stars, so. Yeah, well, you know, I I do, I do like Nana camping at a hotel. That's true. And my home group did try to convince me how great it would be to go camping uh, in the spring, and I'm. We, we, we had that little discussion about I would be sitting around the campfire and then pull on out and go to the hotel before we yeah before bedtime so yeah definitely not a definitely definitely we have a term for people like you here that uh, want to camp but not in a hotel but I don't want to camp it's called glamping glamping have you heard that I call it well, we, call, we call it nana camping my grandkids call it nana camping they like to go nana camping get room cute. service and, and watch cartoons and get to stay up all night and mom and dad and, and play in a pool yeah and play yeah. and yeah and play in a pool and uh do all the things that mom and dad want them like them to do so so what is your favorite what is your favorite memory then of uh of of the, of the spring summer mm. since that's your favorite what's one of your favorite memories you know sp- spring for me was always really fun because Growing up, I had horses from, like, probably sixth grade through adulthood. So the spring really was fun for me because we got to go riding and we weren't getting rained on as much or we didn't have to clean the horses as much after. Mm. I mean, you still have to clean them, but they weren't muddy and they weren't caked in mud and that kind of thing. So I like the spring for that. Plus, the trees are changing. You're seeing flowers and, um, I don't know, it just represented, I guess, just a just beauty to me I think spring here is really beautiful and same with fall but for different reasons like I love the fall colors I love the crisp smell of the air and in the spring I love the smell of the rain on the grass and the grass re like blooming yeah Um, I guess blooming is not the right word for grass I guess we go kind of go from dormant to now we need to cut our lawn right and then you're out there and then and then here comes the hay fever right yeah so I think those two seasons and they also don't they don't represent like extremes for me, I guess. Like winter and summer seem very extreme. So it's kind of like the gray area of the seasons of spring and fall. So maybe that's why I like them because it's not as bleh. I don't know. If that's you, get, a, you actually get some sunshine here, right? Yeah. Well, actually, well, I, as, you're, as you're talking about that, I can, I, I can think of one thing that I really liked about summer. And it wasn't so much when I was a kid. It's when my, my, ki- my kids were smaller. And I just remember how wonderful it was to be able to send the kids outside and say, don't come back in the house for four hours. Amen, It was sister. wonderful. It was just wonderful. So any of you who are listening out there that have little kids, you'll, you'll, you'll know that whole thing about being able to send the kids outside and, and just to have even just a moment of peace and quiet. And so mm-hmm. I remember that. And, you know, didn't love, didn't love dragging them back in in the evening, tired and cranky, but, um, but I loved being able to have them outside a lot. So that was fun. You know, for me, just the... I think that again, that's why I like the holidays is that there's so many really good memories around the holidays. And so, um, but, um, but I kind of started that question because we're going to talk a little bit about just seasons of our life and, 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 you know, one of the big places in the Bible that talks about seasons, of course, is Ecclesiastes. And, and so, so what some of you don't know that don't know Jen and I is, is, uh, is we're, we're what, about 20 years apart or more in age. <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to be, I say I am 58. How old are you? You can tell. I'm 33. And you're 33. So, so, so we're in different seasons of our life right now, and mm-hmm. and so, um, and so we're just to talk a little bit about that because I think that that's one thing that everybody has in common is that, is that we have these seasons in our lives, and and so there's the there's the the the, the times of of when things are going really well, and then there's the times when things really aren't going well, and 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 how you know what that what does that look like at your at your place where you are in your life right now? What kind of season would you think would you you know say that you're walking through right now? <sighs> um, I think that we're just in a transition phase. I guess that's how I feel. Like, um, I think it sounds cliche to say, you know. We're really in our 30s now, and I think there's some 30-year-olds out there that can relate to that. Like, being 33 is, like, that much closer to 35, which is that much closer to 40. So it's still, <gasps> I'm it's still, middle-aged. I know, oh. yeah. So it kind of feels a little, like, right. Gosh. Uh, where were we supposed to be yeah. at 33? Right. Oh, wow, that rhymed. <laughs> where were we supposed to be at 33? I totally did. <laughs> um, so I think for 
for Pat and I, I think going into that transition phase of we're definitely out of our 20s. That was a big learning curve. And now we have this wisdom, I guess, going into the next chapter. Um, And it's, I mean, like every season, I feel like we have grown in how much we rely on God through that. Um, But this one feels different. It It feels very hopeful, but patience is a big key for us right now. Like waiting for God's timing, not our timing waiting it for him it for it to be his will and not our will hmm. so it's that it's a lot like Ecclesiastes like it's you, you must have a lot more patience than I do because I, I I I think about every juncture in my life I think about you know couldn't wait you know to to go to junior high and then couldn't wait to go to high school and then couldn't wait to get out of school and mm-hmm. and couldn't wait to get married and then couldn't wait to have kids and you know and and have a house and be able to buy a first house or or change jobs and so mm-hmm. I think you know part of for me there was just there there's just been different places where I don't know that I ever and even maybe now probably that I really kind of rest in where I am and enjoy where I am. I think I'm always looking over that fence and maybe that's just me, but I'm kind of always looking over that fence of, okay, what's next and how do I attain it? And where, and, and maybe even, even, you know, placing on, on that, the expectation that things are going to get better or different or somehow change. Um, And so I think that, that uh, there's a little impatience there impatient, impatience. Yeah. Uh, lack of patience in, in that, in, the, in all of those different seasons for me. So I, I, I couldn't say that there were, you know, any times that were more than the others. I think they all at least were punctuated by that a little bit. I think for us, I mean, we just had a conversation about this the other day is um, I think in your early stage, stages in life, I feel like I can relate to exactly what you're saying. Like it was always what's next, what's next, like we went through this stage and now we're on to having kids and then we're on to, you know, the next phase. And right now it feels like what is it that we're getting hopeful or excited for? Um, Obviously buying a home, we're still not homeowners, we're not where we're at there. Um, You know, Pat has big goals and dreams of wanting to own his own business at some point that's been kind of something we've put on the back burner for years. So, there's just little things that I feel like, is this the time, Lord? Like, we're, we're praying, is this the time, or do we keep waiting? And I think the reason why we can say that now, and we didn't so much in our 20s, is obviously just growth, but probably because we had some really big, like, smacks upside the head with life, like I think a lot of people have, where sure, it's like, yeah. you know, um, that was our will and not the Lord's will, and let me yeah. reteach you that lesson again yeah. until you get it. and. Yeah. So I think we've gone through a lot of those seasons and individually as well. I think, you know, coming from the different backgrounds that we come from and growing up, we go through those seasons that are really hard and that teach us that stuff. And then as you go into your faith a little bit more, God's pretty faithful um, to show you kind of his His will through it all. And you can look back and reflect and kind of have perspective when in the time it didn't feel like you had any idea of what was going on. Does that make sense? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and being, you know, 58, uh, you know, I, I can look at all these times in my life where I was so impatient, you know, to go to the next level thinking that it was going to be uh, so much better. And there's a quote, I have no idea who said it, but it's uh, things don't get better necessarily. They just get different mm-hmm. that, you know, that's kind of stuck with me because I think there's always that that hope and that expectation that, okay, this next one, that's going to be the brass wing. Things are going to be perfect when we just get here, like I said a few minutes ago. So, um, uh, so you know, I think that that for me, just now being at this stage in my life, there, you know, I look back on things like, Gosh, we were talking about the kids a few minutes ago, and I just remember being a mom and having two toddlers. I have three daughters, and but I had two close together, and then and then one, you know, eight years um, separate from the other two. But having two toddlers and then a toddler and two teenagers, I just remember thinking, oh my gosh, will I ever ever get to sleep through the night? Like, is that it was that is that ever going to happen? And just thinking that that would be the best thing in the entire world. And then as they were in school, and as you know, I was working more in my career, um, not sleeping a lot. Not, not because the kids were keeping me up necessarily, but because work was. And now, you know, uh, being in a house that's too quiet at night and and, and, and missing my kids mm-hmm. and my grandkids, um, 
you know, it, it's it's different. It, it mm-hmm. didn't really get better. I mean, I don't have people crawling in bed with me uh, in the middle of the night, you know, children putting, you know, their cold hands on me in the middle of the night, those kind of things. But, um, but, but it's different. It's different. It's a different kind of thing to struggle with or a different kind of thing to accept or learn, learn how to kind of get your arms around and to live with. And so, and, and the other thing I think that, that, um, that the age, you know, age has kind of given me is this ability that I was thinking about this. So what are, I was trying to think about some of the happiest times in my life and some of the funniest times. And that's the question I'm going to ask you next is what are some, you know, funny memories that you have in your life? But, but for me, when I started thinking about those, they, they, they almost all preceded, or I'm sorry, they almost all followed those really happy times, almost followed, almost always followed a time of my life that wasn't so great necessarily. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't really remember as as uh, vividly some of the hard times as much as I remember the funny times. Here, here's a great example. I mean, this will really kind of nail, nail the uh, example uh, or explain what I'm trying to say. Um, so after 9-11, uh, I had the television on probably constantly like most Americans uh, did, and, and we were bombing Iraq and newscasts were at the TV all the, the whole time. And, and my youngest daughter was probably six at that time. And she came home from school and I'd, live, I'd be, shh, be quiet. I'm trying to watch this. I'm trying to watch this. It's a news bulletin. And, and there'd be the planes flying over and dropping bombs. And she'd look horrified and she'd leave. Finally, after about two days of that, you know, constant, she kept trying to ask me questions. And I was like, shh, just a minute. And so finally, she's like, she grabs my face and, and her little hand said, Mom, I really, really have to talk to you about all this stuff. And I'm like, okay, you know. And and so I turned the TV off. And I'm like, what? And she's like, well, I'm worried about, about bombing Iraq. And 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 I just need to know, why are we bombing Iraq? And so, you know, I go off into this, you know, five minute, probably 20 minute, but but it seemed like five minute, five minute, you know, uh, dissertation on, you know, uh, the, the 9-11 and, and you know, conflict in the Middle East and all this kind of stuff. And she's just look, looking first a little blank and then bored. And then she's like, okay, 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 okay. And she put her little hand over my mouth. She said, just, but I just have one question. Are, are we just mad at that rock or are we mad at all the rocks because we have <laughs> rocks in the flower bed and and our, i just need to know if they're gonna if we're gonna get if those rocks are gonna get bombed if there's bombs gonna fall on those rocks we need to do something and and i you know for a minute i was so perplexed and then i was like oh because we're bombing a rock i got it i got it so you know here's this hor- horrible horrible time and you know everybody's you know frightened and uh, and and and, I, and we we had friends uh, like probably everybody did who uh, died in the trade center and and so but but here's my daughter kind of and, and I'll I'll probably never forget that that's hysterical so some of those kind of funny or joyous or you know or, or or what do you call bittersweet things that happened at, at hard times in my life have, do you do you have any memories like that of anything I I think it's funny that you brought up your children because I think in this season that I'm in right now God's humor is that he's given me two children that really put Pat and I in our place a little bit, like humble us back down to reality. And so I think I can remember one of the earliest times that I knew that God had given us these children that were just going to be really funny. Like, they're just funny. They say the most random things as, you know, as in our first year or so of marriage, a second year maybe, and you know, we're just really struggling. Pat's working a job where he's gone a lot and being newlyweds-ish, it was still hard. And we had a young baby and she was just kind of learning to talk. And I don't know if any of you guys out there have daughters that um, you used to give like your your old purses to. And then in the mail sometimes would, would be those like little credit card type, like come get me kind of like you know what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, I'm trying to, I'm using yeah, hand gestures yeah, yeah, as if no, the audience yeah, no, can yeah. hear this, the right? Little, the little cards. That yeah, the fake, little, fake credit cards. Yeah, fake credit cards. In the, in the wallets. And so. Like probably, you don't know what's going to go into those little slots. Right, right, right. So her being like, you know, two and a half maybe. And, you know, I can vividly see her in her little footy pajamas and her little curly hair and carrying her little purse around and probably trying to stuff the cat in the purse and carry that around as well. Um I, I remember it being a season where Pat and I were just talking about, okay, we got to save money. Like we're say, we're having all these conversations that we don't think our two-year-old's picking up on, right? And so we're having a conversation. I think I'm on the phone with Pat at the time. She comes out of her bedroom and she's trying to interrupt me. Mom, 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 mom. And I said, Sophia, what? I'm like, I'm on the phone. And she's like, mom, we've just got to save money with Geico and hands me a Geico card. <laughs> so... It, it's those little like moments where 
here you are just like trying to have this big, deep, meaningful, like we're going to get on track with our finances and do all these things. And then our daughter's like, well, let me help you out. Here's here's Geico's card. card. That's right. So. From, from, my, from my little pretend wallet. Yeah. But, so yeah. I felt like it was, it was just God reminding us of like his timing, not yeah. not mine. <laughs> like, yeah. And here's this little kid that knows something I don't know about yeah. saving money with Geico. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, you know, and I think. To be as you get as you get older, just even you to be able to get some kind of perspective of when you're going through trials and when you're hitting hard times at your life, to have that perspective that you've been through other hard times and trials and mm-hmm. and you're on the other side of it. And this whole mm-hmm. you know the uh, Ecclesiastes um, uh, three you know talks about all the different seasons of a person's life and birth and death and uh, what else. Uh, uh, planting and sowing and reaping and 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 all these different different things in your life, but but in all of those times, you know there there there's 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 usually good that comes out of those times. There's lots of stretching, and sometimes mm-hmm. there's really bad memories, and there's sometimes there's things that you know are you know seasons that that seem to crush us. But but that you know for me. Being able to have the perspective that you know this too shall pass, that that there's there's some uh, redemptive reason for what I'm going through, um, and that God's going to use it in my life, um, it gets easier to have that perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, another another story that uh, I actually told at my daughter my oldest daughter's wedding is um, she was probably I don't know five or six years old and um, and. Uh, our family was leaving church and I couldn't find her and I finally found her and she was sitting in one of the uh, Sunday school rooms and she was just sobbing just sobbing and so if you have ever seen a little girl drama you know <laughs> at least my daughters all three of them um, so I, she, you just couldn't I could not understand what she was saying you know full-blown snot everything just crazy so I get her in the car and then finally she just bursts out and she said I'm gonna be an old mage and I'm like what you're gonna be a what <laughs> she said, I'm gonna be an old mage and I'm like what do you what do you mean an old mage what's an old mage and she said you know like that old lady on the cards that we play i said oh old maid oh maid oh okay and and so at at my daughter's wedding i actually brought a old uh the old maid card and showed it and and told her husband that you know i was glad that finally he made her you know that uh, he uh, was going to marry her and so she wouldn't have to live out that uh, that long prophecy that she held in her life that she was going to be an old mage <laughs> but but in her world her little boyfriend mm-hmm. you know who was mm-hmm. himself six years old was going to marry Angela and she was heartbroken <laughs> and for her life was over mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and how many times in my life I have thought oh my gosh like everything that I know and that I want in my life I mean it 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 it, it all um, is uh, balanced upon me getting this or this happening. And if this doesn't happen or if this gets taken away from me, it all falls down and it is all over. And I would like to say that that has happened rarely in my life, but it's actually happened more times than I would like to admit. Mm-hmm. Now, not not because I've had totally horrific things happen, although I have had some really bad things happen, but my whole life hasn't been that. But But sometimes I make the you know, the, the drama more and more and more. C.S. Lewis has a quote about, he says, you know, uh, feelings, 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 you know, st- stop feeling and think, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so because those feelings get big in me, I can get so, uh, you know, so uh, uh, caught up in whatever moment or season that I'm in that I just can't see anything going forward. Yeah. You know? No, totally. I think um, I think that a lot, actually, just like last week, I, I remember calling you up and I told you, I said, I'm having a toddler tantrum, Sherry. <laughs> And I know I am, and I'm mad that I am because I know better. But in that moment, I just, I think I needed to go through the feelings and get it out because holding it in hurt too much. It's like that lump in the back of your throat kind of feeling. And then, you know, God was faithful to put good people in my life that um, have kind of gone through some of the things that I've gone through or um, maybe even the exact same things and, and have more wisdom than me. But that wasn't always the case. In my 20s and or late teens, I thought I knew everything, right? Like, oh, oh, no, I you lived, do. No, you do. Like, when I've lived so much. Yeah, okay. like, I've 20s, lived so much 20s, life. Early 20s, you know. Yeah. yeah, you got all the information. So um, that was good. And I and I could I could give the, the glory back to God. Like, thank you, God, for giving me these people today that maybe I didn't have 10 years ago that were speaking his truth into me. So... Um, you know, I reflect back to 
songs actually in my life have a lot of different meanings. And then it's funny to go back and re-listen to that song in, in this time in my life. And one of them that I can remember is, I think it was, it was Garth Brooks, it was Unanswered Prayers. And I remember as a kid feeling really passionate about that song, and I wasn't a Christian then. I mean, funny, because I, I probably was more so than I thought I was. Okay, so Garth Brooks is, is uh, that country music? Yes, oh it's country, God. yeah, okay. right. So David's probably like rolling his eyes. <laughs> no, I'm rolling my eyes. <laughs> I know. Yes. I, have, I have country music, post-traumatic stress <laughs> I know, syndrome, I, I told know. you, growing up in Tennessee, that's right. Yes. But we were big Garth Brooks fans in my house, so um, that song... I remember my mom always telling me, like, you know, what was it? it uh, unanswered prayers. Oh. Like, so okay. my mom, not being, um, we we didn't go to church and stuff as a kid, but she she was spiritual and she she knew there was God and whatever, and so she, she would sing sing the song in the car and say, you know, sometimes Jen, there's things in life that that we want and we pray for and we ask for, and isn't it funny how you know God knows exactly what you need, not not what you think you need. Mm-hmm. And so as a kid, I would roll my eyes like, okay, this is just some, you know, Jackie-isms, and I have many Jackie and Mike-isms, shout out to my parents, right? And so it's funny now to listen to that song and think, you know, there are a lot of times that I really wanted X, Y, and Z, and God didn't give them to me, but now that I look back, it's like, man, I dodged some bullets because if I had gotten that, right. I, I would yeah. be with that boy that wasn't right for me or or whatever the case may be I wouldn't have my children that I have now and wouldn't be maybe even here in Washington so there's just a lot of things that now going into my 30s I can kind of look back and say you know God is good and he had a way better plan than I had I was thinking way too small for myself so sure but you know I, I think one of the things I love about the scriptures is that it it shows who God really is, mm-hmm. and then it also shows who man really is, and mm-hmm. so, so the scriptures are punctuated that there's verse after verse of, of of man, you know, uh, and mankind uh, railing against God for something that they want that they don't have, or that they think that they should have had, or mm-hmm. railing about mm-hmm. injustice, or, or or weeping, you know, in uh, uh, with guilt and with shame and and racked um, uh, with sorrow over over their sin or over the things that they've done in their lives. And 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 the scriptures, this holy book that God, you know, gives us to to read and to study from, and and that's God inspired, shows us these people and shows God's love and compassion toward them, even when they're in that place where mm-hmm. they're, you know, uh, uh, throwing the temper tantrum. I think mm-hmm. when we were talking last week, you were being a toddler, and I'm like, well, just go on with your temper tantrum, and, <laughs> and when you're worn out, because because it, it doesn't going to change God and what He wants or your circumstance, but Truth, right? but you just go on there and kick and scream and holler, and mm-hmm. it's just like, well, you know, sending a kid who's having a tantrum to their room and just let them, when they get tired, they'll come out, and they're, they, they still don't, are, they're still going to have to obey, they're still going to have to do what mom and dad says, right? Right. But that God, God loves us in that, like, yeah. and that, and that, that we have these scriptures that show, you know, how how through the ages Christians have and and, and people who love God and who God loves, you know, have shown their humanity and and shown the things like the disappointment, the confusion, the impatience with where they are in the life, wanting something that God didn't want them to have, not understanding where God has them, right? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. um, not understanding why. It, the things that God has said, the promises that God has given them, why they don't have them now, mm-hmm. why why they have to, you know, the, the four-letter word, that really hard, terrible, nasty one, mm-hmm. wait, mm-hmm. you know, why we have to wait, you know? Mm-hmm. And so and so I love that the Bible is full of that. Yeah. Know? And that, and that, and that we can see that that we have this loving God who understands, you know, and who, um, who despite our missteps and despite our temper tantrums and despite all the you know um uh, you know our lack of wisdom our childlikeness or childishness of of you know of not understanding him that 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 he is graceful and he's merciful you Mm -hmm. know and so i think that 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 that's meaningful to me because otherwise i would be in big trouble (laughs) you're right you know because there's been so many times where i've just said well god i'm taking taking my marbles and or cars or whatever toy it is I have. I'm taking my toys and going home and I'm not going to play. And God's like, uh-huh, sure. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Isn't it funny how he like brings us right back to yeah. where we just were 
Yeah. And it's like, oh, I thought I was past that. Oh, no, yeah. wait, there's more to learn there. Yeah, it's yeah. another layer, right? Ugh, I have to like an onion. Mm-hmm. What was it, like Shrek, the movie where he yeah. says, I love that part where he's like, I'm, I'm like an onion. I have lots of layers. And we always joke about it in our house that like we're still peeling back, yeah. <laughs> peeling back each layer yeah. with God. So it's funny. Yeah. And we will. And we will probably until we die. What do you what do you say, you know, you I mean obviously you have a lot of friends here, you've been here for a long time, you've been um, at Axe Church for a long time. What what do you say and how do you, you know, uh, respond to uh, friends and family who are, are, are in in tough times in their life um, when they're struggling with with waiting, when they're struggling with knowing which way to go, um, they're they're suffering, they've you know, physical pain or sickness or death, you know. How do you comfort them, or what do you try to say to them? Um, I, you know, I think really it's it's my go-to is just to listen, because mm-hmm. um, I think a lot of times we get ahead of ourselves and want to give the advice and being a, a a fixer or having a self-savior complex. I guess mm-hmm. um, you know my my old go-to would have been to give them as much wisdom as I could throw out at once. And I think now in the, in this season, oh, that sounds so cliche, right, this season, I feel like just being an ear and allowing someone to be broken is such a big thing. Um, and then, you know, obviously you can go to Scripture and you can quote, quote those, but I, I think there's more to it than that. I think there's something really authentic that, that God does with – the vessels that he's put here on this earth, that the, the people that he has in the circles. So like in the communities, I guess, life groups, whatever the case may be, where you have trusted people, I think there's just an, a good authenticity that, that God's going to speak through those people exactly what they need to hear. And sometimes it just takes listening um, and being obedient to having the time. I think time, we get so busy that... Um, you know, it's hard to to stop and actually put ourselves in their shoes and just yeah. needing that connection. So that would be number one. And then I think number two is just that, you know, Ecclesiastes does outline this. This is why I love this verse. Um, when we were talking earlier about doing this verse, I laughed because I've always been drawn to this verse because I've always had seasons similar to what you're saying where it's kind of like right after a storm, there's, you know, something wonderful. Um and I think that's really a great reminder, too, is telling someone that, like, yeah, this hurts right now. And it's OK to go through that grief. Like, yeah. um, you know, Jesus mourned the loss of, was it Lazarus when he died, right? Mm-hmm. And so I think that he wants us to to mourn and grieve when there's loss of anything, whether it be a life or um, uh, a prayer unanswered or whatever the case may be. Um, we just have to kind of go through that grief process. So I think... You know, just being someone that's supportive of a a friend that's going through that is good. Um, checking in so it doesn't feel like it was a one-time thing, but just letting them know that this is a season that's going to pass, and we're going to grow from it. There's there's something to it, and I know I know people get stuck. I know for myself, there are a lot of years, you know, after losing family members, where I was really stuck on the why God, why this, and sometimes it's not even about the why in the moment. Um, I have a dear friend that that uh, just lost a child this year, and I think one of the things that was really cool to see is how much, how many people came together for that child, people that didn't even know that child. They all came together to support and, and wrap love around that family um, from all over the country. It was kind of one of those moments, it's like, is this real or is this just something you see in a movie? Mm-hmm. And I think it still sticks to me now, even having gone through the grief process myself with other family members and people that have passed, to see that sometimes that's really what comes out of it. That's the, the I guess, the joy that God can still bring in during those really, really heart-wrenching times in life. So I don't know. I guess that's what I would say is I like to remind people that like, could always be worse it could always be better but God has a a plan to use all of it um and and you may not may not see it now but later you'll look back I have faith that God will show that to you and so I don't know maybe that's not or not I don't no, know I, no, I think that's good I think I think that's good you know I I don't know that I've always been the best at that I think probably that 
that God's been working on me in that in the last I, probably 10 years. But so so here, so here's a new slash like I don't like pain and I don't like seeing people in pain. Hate it. And 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 I have a tender heart behind, you know, my somewhat uh, uh, flippant and uh, sarcastic and uh, um, uh, uh, some people said I'm scary. I don't know why they say that. But anyway, <laughs> no, I do. Um, uh, behind that personality, I have a really tender heart for people, and so mm-hmm. I don't. I don't really like to see people in pain. Mm-hmm. And so, um, and and I think what I've learned, as I said and I alluded to earlier, is is that I have seen that pain is 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 necessary. There's times when that pain is necessary. It's. Uh, it's cathartic. It, it 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 produces something in us, you know. And I think about um, uh, one of the examples that we all heard. I'm sure is you know that God being the great surgeon, and that you know that there's a cancer inside of us or something inside of us that that um, is not trusting God. Uh, places of unbelief, you know, places of uh, uh, where, where we're still hanging on to sin. Mm-hmm. And God has to, you know, uh, in order to save us, he's got to get in there and surgically remove, you know, that area of our life. You know, if we're, if we're holding on to someone or something too tight and, and it's replacing God, um, then God's got to, God's going to be loving toward us and he's going to do what he can do to save us and sometimes that saving us is it can be painful it can be like a surgeon causing mm-hmm. the wounds of a surgeon uh my old pastor um in back in texas used to tell the story about you know that if he saw his child you know, running out in the traffic and he had to go over and forcefully grab the child and yank the child out of the traffic you know onto the pavement you know onto the side of the road where where the child is likely to have his knee skint and his arm almost pulled out of the socket because it's been with such force because you know the cars were coming fast um, and then and then the child would get up and say, oh, why did you hurt me? Why did you do that? And the child wasn't, you know, wise enough to know, well, because you were about to die a horrible, terrible death with a semi-truck hitting you, right? Mm-hmm. And so there, there's some pain that's necessary for our growth. And, you know, just like, you know, as parents, we know that at, at some point you have to ha- let your kids suffer the consequences mm-hmm. um, so that they learn, oh, no, you can't touch that mm-hmm. oven when it's on. Or you can't, mm-hmm. you know, climb onto that because you will fall. And you can only say, don't climb, don't climb, don't climb so much. You can't, you know, tie them into, in, you know, into a chair in their house. And, you know, and so there's some of that pain that's necessary. So I think that there's been a little bit of me that's tried to sometimes maybe save people from that. And uh, and I think I, I'm getting better now about understanding that that sometimes that that's necessary and that it's not my job to save people. It's not my job mm-hmm. to make it better for them. Um, and that and like you said, trying to have faith that that that, that what God's doing in him and them um, and in my and me that it has some kind of purpose and mm-hmm. that's that's bigger than I know. And and you know and I think one of the things we get from Ecclesiastes is is that you know that that. That uh, that the rain falls on the just and the unjust alike. So you know, everyone, everyone in you know all of creation and all of history and uh, on the earth, you know, is going to die. And and before they died, they were born, right? Right. And so there are things that are common to all of us. Um, and and I think the thing that's so that we have as believers is as we we have this joy that we know the purpose of that pain and we know that we have a father you know who is there mm-hmm. who is who who has our arm and who pulls us out of traffic and who takes us in and does surgery uh, when 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 something is festering inside of us and he loves us and so that there's some there that, that there's a purpose for our pain Mm-hmm. Uh, and that God is working out, you know, um, this this grand story, you know, for His glory. And so I think that right. that as I've gotten older, I, I, I'm getting more comfortable with my own pain, and 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 knowing that it's for a season, and what is it that I need to learn from this, um, and 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 also the pain of other people. So mm-hmm. yeah. I think there's like I, I remember early in my Christian walk, someone saying something to the effect of, "It's like." Um, growing a muscle like if you're going to the gym you're not you're gonna pull muscles and 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 then tear the fibers and then it's gonna grow the muscle bigger and stuff like that and so I guess that's kind of always stuck with me is like we have to grow this muscle we call life like the journey and so God's gonna use those tears and rips to 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 make us stronger I think um, and then even I mean I know we've been talking a little bit about grief but 
uh, I read this earlier today and got a good chuckle about if you don't learn to laugh at trouble, you won't have anything to laugh at when you grow old. There you go, right? <laughs> and I think I think it's like so befitting because, you know, after after all the things that we were, you know, wanting in life, all those little seasons like having getting married, having children, you know, growing our children, watching them graduate from high school and then maybe college and then them getting married. There's going to be a season, hopefully, for most of us where we're just sitting around in our rocking chairs. Like, I, that's the picture I get. And I'm sure we won't have rocking chairs, right? Maybe. It, uh, I have one. <laughs> right. You're lazy boy. <laughs> no, that's what my husband's like. I know. Right? I actually have a rocking chair. Right. Anyway. La- and, and you're lazy boys. And right. laughing about, you know, you remember back when right. we thought this was like the worst Christmas ever and you were laid off and we didn't right. have any money. Right. And, you know, we just thought. our kids were going to think we were the worst parents ever because we didn't do whatever. I I mean, I'm using this as an example because Pat and I went through seasons of this where it was like feeling so disappointed at ourselves, like we didn't provide more for our children or whatever the case may be. But it's funny because in the seasons where we did have more, um, there wasn't as much joy, I guess, which is funny because you think you're going to have more joy of being able to give more, have more, do more, but then you get it and it's like, you know, we didn't have anything we made the most of it and spent so much time together that really that's all our kids wanted is for us to get off our phones and turn off the tv and you know giggle and laugh I mean we're in a season of that right now it was funny um we were we just started like some devotionals with the kids this this last week and really it was just you know, my word for this year was um, discipline. So I was like, okay, you know, we need to, we're in a season of like, we needed a disciple to our children and really just be in that moment with them. And and, and they're like little sponges and they want to know about God. And they, they're so funny about like, we'll be driving home from church and they'll just say something like off the wall. I think uh, a couple of weeks back, it was um, Sophia had said something to the effect of, um, how do you play hide and go seek with God? Like he's, He's gonna see you. He's all he like all knowing, and and then Lucas pops off, you know, and there he's the younger one of the two, and and he goes, well, does Sophia? It's not about God sees it all. God is all. He is. I am. <laughs> so they have this, big right, right. So they have this big like theology spat over playing hide and go seek with God, but it's funny because now we're doing these like devotionals and. And and they love it and and laugh, but but mostly it becomes fights between the two of them, which right. is kind of funny to see. Like Luke is saying, "Well, but so first, so saying, well, but Luke," and then it turns into this teaching moment, which is fun for us because we don't always have those teaching moments where it's humorous. It's normally the when they're slamming doors and hitting each other, and you're like, "Well, now you're grounded." Those moments. This is more of a like fun teaching moment, I guess, if that makes sense. And so the last couple of nights we haven't, um, we've just been busy and haven't gotten home in time and it's bedtime. And I, and I said, you know, tomorrow night we'll do a devotional, but tonight it's be- it's bedtime. It's already after nine, like we're already pushing past bedtime. And, and so Lucas told me, mom, do you pinky promise we're going to do a devotional tonight? And I'm like, I promise. Like if it means that, and, and I think really is it, it means so much to them because it's a moment where we're, f- God's feeling our kids in a way that it's not that we don't see the value in it in the moment, but I didn't realize how much they needed that in this season. And probably because the season has been so stressful and that muscle is being torn so much in Pat and I in a good way. Like we see the joy in it and we see the goodness in it. But hard times. Yeah, hard times. And so we kind of forget sometimes that our kids feel all that. Even even when we try to shelter or, or pray with them or, you know, have these different things, it's funny that they really look forward to that time. And so, I don't know. I yeah, guess that... And I, and I think that, that I'm, I'm, I'm glad you took the conversation that way, Jen, because the last thing that I would want this podcast to be is, you know, for, for you know, two people who, you know, uh, some if, if you don't know us and you don't know our story uh, and you're just listening to what we say now, you know, I don't want it to sound like it's full of these Christian platitudes you know, right. about, you know, about everything working out, you know, in the end and everything working for God's good and his glory. Um, and uh, and so I don't want to I don't I don't want to I, I don't want it. 
I want to make sure that we say that you know that we've been through struggles. We've we've ha- we've both right. had some very um, tragic things in our past, and even in our not too distant future, and even going through things now. Mm-hmm. And and so we're not sitting here talking as as people who aren't struggling and who mm-hmm. have it all together and who don't have any uh, things bad going on or have that has gone on in their lives. Um, you know, s- some of you know, some of you don't that, you know, I was abandoned when I was, a, my brother and I were abandoned in an orphanage when we were, when, when I was a uh, nine years old. And, uh, and then, then we were reunited with my father and there was um, incest and, and serious, serious child abuse. Um, and, uh, and I ran away from home early and, and then I, I, then I, then after 16 years of marriage, there was a divorce and there was infidelity. And so, um, and, uh, and, you know, even, even since we've been here in Washington the last three years, um, my husband's been very sick and, uh, and a year and a half ago, I was, you know, told by the doctors don't. You need to call you know your family in because he probably is not going to make it, mm-hmm. and uh, and and he still has not recovered from that. And we we've we've uh, you know have a, a possible uh, some some tests coming up about a, a diagnosis that could be potentially very serious, and that weighs on me. It's weighing on me. It's our lives have changed, and that he's gone from somebody who worked you know, twelve or sixteen hours a day to somebody who uh, can, can can barely walk across the street and. And they're trying to figure out why, and so and so our roles are somewhat reversed and confused, and we don't, you know, we're in this kind of holding pattern, mm-hmm. and and what that means for our jobs and our finances, and for you know, um, and and so 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 I just to to to, to be clear, and there are family conflicts, and so I just want to I'm, I'm saying those things not as a you know, as a as a badge of suffering, because I hate when people do that. Right. Too, that there becomes a, oh, who had the worst childhood or who suffered the mm-hmm. most. So I'm not saying that to say you know for that. I'm saying that because there are going to be people that are listening to this who have lost a loved one or who are having serious financial problems or who, um, you know, are who are in abusive relationships or just feel depressed and forlorn and downcast. And and I and and, and so I want to be speaking this thing. And this message of you know of perseverance and God's graciousness from a from a place that everyone knows that I'm I have been through it and I am in it right, right now right. I'm in that stage where I've had to call friends and say man I don't I don't know if I can make it today you know I, I need prayer I need you know I, I you know I don't know what God is doing I don't understand and uh, you know even yesterday I I, I you know threw a fit about something and and then I went to the grocery store and felt very convicted and I came home and and uh, and I was planning the speech in my mind to you know apologize to everyone in my my family about slamming cabinet doors and 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 right as I was planning the speech and I was going to be you know I'm going to and the speech was about I'm please forgive me and and this is my opportunity to try to be gracious and and I need to be more patient and right as I was thinking those words in my in my head my knee went down on my daughter's stupid dog's bone that was you know all shards and was so sharp I like planted yeah. my knee bone because I was on the floor looking for a pair of shoes because my knee was hurting so then I plant that knee down on this bone and and you know and and yeah and it wasn't pretty what came out of my mouth at that point but but and then that sounds small but but I'm just saying that 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 we're going through stuff right now yeah and the thing that you know that that what came over me yesterday and this is why when you know David asked if we would uh, speak to this I wanted to speak to it is is that is that I, I think that what age and lots and lots and lots of potholes in the road and lots and lots of struggles and um have shown me is is that my recovery time (laughs) Fortunately, is getting less. Like right. I'm, like I'm leaning into God more quickly because I've realized I can't do it on my own. I can't survive this. My way is not better than the Lord's. And so, you know, I had barely gotten out of the driveway when 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 I felt convicted and I felt like, you know, gosh, this is an opportunity for you to be gracious. This is for your, an opportunity for you to be forgiving. This is an opportunity, you know, because I'm a, in the in the flight and fight syndrome i'm a fighter right right and so i get angry and i fight and i want everybody else to fight right. and there are people in my in my house that are not fighters they're flighters and so when they're not fighting with me that that makes me mad at them and so yeah <laughs> that's not a good thing right so um so anyway um so i i in being able to realize really quickly 
me being angry at them or at God about our current situation was not going to have even a good short-term uh, cons- you know, it was an, an outcome, much less a long-term outcome, and that I wanted to very quickly say, God, I'm sorry for my anger. I'm sorry for my disbelief. I would trust you. I want to be gracious in this. I want to learn whatever it is um, that I need to learn here. No, because I don't want to go back to it. But anyway, <laughs> mm-hmm. but you know, and so and so, just to say that 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 I'm in it um, right now, and I know you know you've had maybe you know losses in your life with your with your brother and, and things like that so just talk to that just really briefly and then i want to share a scripture about that yeah, yeah. oh you want me to talk yeah. about it I'm, <laughs> I'm waiting for your cue yeah. um yeah you know growing up i think you know we were we, we've had a talk about this like i feel like from age five to like maybe 15 about every year every other year we lost an immediate family member um so having your adolescence and going through one loss after another, it really, I think, set me into the mindset of like waiting for the next shoe to drop to the point of, um, you know, I'll, I'll try to, sh- I'll share this story and try not to cry. But I remember when my, my older brother died, I was walking home from the bus stop and there was cars in front of our house and my neighbor had said oh you know like your parents have a bunch of people over what's going on and i nonchalantly said oh probably somebody died Mm. and for so long i carried the guilt of Mm. that um thinking like i killed that person Mm -hmm. when in retrospect i didn't at all Mm -hmm. um but just when you get stuck in that cycle of constantly grieving and then another grieve and then another and another another. so I went through that my whole childhood so then going into my adult life I think you know you have abandonment issues you have uh you know just still trying to grieve I was you know the middle child that then got pushed into the oldest child role and so what happens there is I tend to take on the like glue of the family role so like I did that for a lot of years and and I still do it now my husband he's going through um, a time where both of us our parents aren't getting any younger and have health issues and and things like that so we're definitely in a season of um, we know I wouldn't say borrowed time but two years ago my dad had um, an aortic aneurysm and almost died and so he spent um, a week in ICU and and we almost lost him um, on the table and and so I thank God for that but also at the same time I, I'm always in the mentality of you know um, make each day count I remember we always talked about that like live like you're dying you know like we we don't want the last words we say to someone be the last words we say to someone and so you think as an adult I kind of always have that fear in the back of my mind that like ugh, you know, is this year going to be one of those years or is it going to be, you know, a different year? So so trying to switch out of that mindset of constantly being in the negative, waiting for the other shoe to drop, I think has been a challenge that I pray for every day to, to just find the joy in today. And I think, um, you know, it's funny, last year my word was joy. I think I shared this during a sermon, um, not a sermon, but one of our uh, open talks at church. And, and I said, you know, God gave me the word joy for the year. And I thought it was just going to be this great year full of joy, right? And then I didn't realize until the very end of the year that the joy that God had spoke into me for that year was the joy of going from knowing Jesus as or knowing God as my father to then knowing God as my friend. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's kind of where I'm at is it's Mm -hmm. this friendship role. It's this talking to him and, and sometimes talking to him and just being abundantly like angry sometimes, like just, it's Mm -hmm. not all puppies and kittens and rainbows and I wish, I wish, I wish, but thank you for this hard lesson. Change is always going to happen. Thank you for that. Um, but can we have a moment of like rest for a second? God, can I, can you, can you stop the waves from hitting so I can catch my breath again? Can, can you be that breath, um, in these moments? So I, I don't know, I guess that's what it is to, I, I, but I also grew up without having like a victim mentality Mm -hmm. too. So it's easy to say all these things. Like I, I echo exactly what you're saying. I don't like talking to people and feeling like oh yeah I've been I've gone through that I've gone through that like I know exactly what it feels like because I think everybody feels pain differently and everybody grieves differently 
but more so is that like what can what can God do with that like we've all been victims in some way but how how do we how do we not just survive but how do we thrive mm-hmm. in the Lord and I think that's really what he wants for us in these season is to to thrive at some point like we're gonna pull through this and then you're gonna thrive um but you're gonna thrive in the Lord and in his timing and in his grace and so I yeah. don't know yeah, I'd, I'd like to read um, so just a couple a couple of books uh, backward um, from Ecclesiastes and Psalms. Um, it's Psalm 107, and I don't know that I'm going to read all of it because it's quite a bit. But but if you you know if you are somebody you know is struggling um, and they um, they're in a, in a dark place and in a bad place and 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 they've they've been weary for a while um, or just have just a you know just the stabbing pains of loneliness, or or or, or frustration, or just feeling like um, uh, that they might not survive. Um, Psalm 107 is just is just the whole book um, is uh, the whole chapter is about um, God's steadfast love, and it's uh, it's 43 verses, but I'll read some of them to you. It's um, uh, Oh, give thanks to the Lord for He is good; His steadfast love endures forever. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so, whom he has redeemed from trouble. And he gathered them from the lands, from the east and the west, from the north and the south. Some wandered in desert waste, finding no way to dwell, no city to dwell in. They were hungry and thirsty. Their soul fainted within them. Then they cried unto the Lord in their trouble, and he delivered them from their distress. And he led them by a straight way until they reached a city to dwell in. Let them thank the Lord for his steadfast love, for his wondrous works to the children of man. For he satisfies the longing soul, and the hungry soul he fills with good things. Some set in darkness and in the shadow of death, prisoners in affliction and in irons. For they had rebelled against the words of God and spurned the counsel of the Most High. So he bowed their hearts down with hard labor, and they fell down with none to help them. Then they cried to the Lord in their trouble, and he delivered them from their distress. He brought them out of the darkness and the shadow of death and burst their bonds apart. Let them thank the Lord for his steadfast love, his wondrous works to the children of man. For he shatters the doors of bronze and he cuts the two into the bars of iron. Some were fools through their own sinful ways. And because of their iniquities, they suffered affliction. They loathed any kind of food and they drew near to the gates of death. Then they cried to the Lord in their trouble, and he delivered them from their distress. He sent out his word and healed them and delivered them from their destruction. Let them thank the Lord for his steadfast love, for his wondrous works to the children of man. Um, and let them offer sacrifices of thanksgiving and tell of his deeds in songs of joy. And when, and then I'm going to skip now to... Um, Uh, to 33. Um, He turns rivers into desert, springs of water into thirsty ground, a fruitful land into a salty waste because of the evil of its inhabitants. He turns a desert into pools of water, a parched land into springs of water. And there he lets the hungry dwell and they establish a city to live in. They sow fields and plant vineyards and get a fruitful yield. But by his blessing, they multiply greatly. And he does not let their livestock diminish. When they are diminished and brought low through oppression evil, sorrow. He pours contempt on princes and makes them wander in trackless ways. But he raises up the needy out of affliction and makes their families like flocks. The upright will see it and are glad, and all the wickedness shuts their mouth. Whoever is wise, let him attend to these things. Let him consider the steadfast love of the Lord. And so, you know, I think that would be what we would want to leave people with is, is that, that there is hope. Mm-hmm. Um, in suffering, that that God does love you, and He has a plan for you, and He has a plan for me, has a plan for Jen, and that and that when the seasons of our life, uh, uh, those seasons that are tough, come and uh, and we're and we're in the middle of them, and 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 even after when we overcome them, when we look back and, and laugh, like we talked about um, earlier in the conversation, that the Lord is there and that He loves us and that He has a plan and a purpose. And, 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 and part of that plan and that purpose is, is to put us in community, as you said, Jen. And so, mm-hmm. you know, we, we have a community of acts um, and through our home groups and their women's ministry and, uh, and through our, um, our, our recovery program, we, uh, we, we want to be a, a body of believers that, uh, that uh, laugh when 
when the, when others laugh and 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 mourn, when others mourn, and we want to be a, a body of believers that's there um, to um, to offer comfort, God's comfort to people when they're suffering, and that um, and and to just give that word that that's that word of the Lord that just says, you know, you know, lift up your eyes to the Lord because you know His steadfast love is forever, and He will rescue you out of your distress. So would you pray, Jen, and just. Yeah. <clears throat> Did you want to say something? Oh, I, w- I was, I just, okay. I don't know. I had a warm and tingly, I guess, is right. where I was going. Is like, it, yeah. it's so good to hear that again um, from somebody else, like yeah. to just feel like there's there's glory and there, there's hope um, yes. and we can praise him in the storms. And I know that sounds yeah. cliche, cliche yeah. and I, I talked earlier about a song, but that song particularly, Praise Him in the Storm, got me through some of the hardest times in my life. And so, um, you know, I guess my final thought before I pray is just that, you know, press in. You know, God's really good about putting people, the people He wants in your life around you if if you're pressing in. And so that even when it feels counterintuitive and you want to just run the or hide, or, flight, or hide. Think, yeah, if you think yeah. You, because you think your pain or your sin or your struggle is so much worse than right, somebody else, right. and they or, would not. Or sometimes maybe not as bad as other people's, and so why mm-hmm. why should I complain, right? But mm-hmm. still, yeah. So yeah, that's. I mean, that's what I would tell anybody is 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 press in and and not only into His Word and and to the Bible, but um, press into your local congrega- congregation, press into the body that God's called you to, press into the people around you that um, that want to be there for you, and, and keep seeking because he's going to show himself all the time. When you're seeking, God shows himself, and sometimes in the funniest ways like our children, and sometimes in just the bitter, broken toddler tantrums where Miss Sherry over here is shaking her head like, yep, I had to love you through that even though I wanted to laugh at you and did, mind you. Um, and le- But let me have that moment of, of, of weakness. Um, so it's good and it's faithful. So I would say, you know, Father God, thank you so much for today, um, for the air in our lungs, Lord, that we can just breathe in today. Um, even if that's painful, even even though the lump in the back of our throat is just um, killing us, Lord, and and the tears just want to flow, Lord, I just I thank you for that because that muscle's growing, Lord, and I pray for every one of my brothers and sisters, Lord, that they would seek you um, and press into um, the church, into the into their community, um, and that they they wouldn't be afraid to be vulnerable and to share because you've been so faithful, Lord, to show me and so many um, that we all are a lot more alike than, than we think, that, that our sins are no bigger or smaller than someone else's, that um, just because I'm young and they're older, um, you know, they, they'll just laugh at me and, and won't think that, that I have any wisdom to share or that, that I don't have anything of value, Lord, like you give us value. You knew us when, when you were creating us in our mom, in our mom's womb, Lord, and, and you knew what the plan was for us. And, and sometimes we don't know what the plan is. Um, and, a lot of the time we don't know what the plan is, Lord. And, and I just thank you for being faithful to continue to build us, um, I, I chuckled even today you you showed me something that I, I think think I just want to give back to you as as a as your glory as it talked about um you're building um our house lord and and sometimes we only see the leaky roof or um the siding that needs to be replaced on that house lord and we give you that glory but so often we miss the fact that you're building new wings on our house new new stories on the house new foundation and new windows and doors and and all these different things lord that you're building um in us and in our families lord and and i give you um, thanks for that. Thank you for showing me that. Thank you for allowing me to share that with my brothers and sisters in Christ, Lord. Um, and I just pray that everyone can 
can see you in the storms, Lord, and that they can praise you because this season um, so quickly turns into the next in a blink of a, a, a blink of an eye, Lord. That that we in the wintertime long for the summertime, and in the summertime we long for the the release of of the cooler air, Lord. And and I thank you for that too. Even even simple seasons are reminders of how quickly things can change. Um, for your glory and 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 for the kingdom lord and and i just pray that we continue to press into you and in your son's name i pray amen amen well there you have it i hope you enjoyed that podcast conversation as much as we did if you haven't heard of axe church before we are a church located in camas washington um, we're a church that just loves god and loves um, the people that are a part of our church as well as those outside of our church we hope that um, if you're not a part of our church that you enjoyed this conversation and that it um, provoked some thought for you. If you're not part of a church and you are close to us, we'd love it if you came and checked us out. If you're not close to the Camas Washington area, we would hope that you could find some sort of church that you could plug into that you could be uh, a part of the body with because that's that's the full call of a Christian is that you would be interacting with other Christians and um, growing through that. It's not something that we can do on our own. You can see our website at axcamus.org. We have sermons up there. We have other podcasts up there. Speaking of which, if you would subscribe to our podcast, like it, give us a comment, um, anything to help us see that that this podcast is worthwhile to you and maybe just to know how it's affecting you, we would love to see that. It really um, helps us understand the direction that we should take this podcast. And so thanks for listening and we'll catch you again next week.